Hi everybody, you are listening to At The Moment Podcast with Jules. This week in Feminus, I want to talk about female faces on currency. There are not a lot of countries who have women's faces on their currency, but the ones who do are worth mentioning. The Philippines' first female president, Corazon Aquino, is on their 500 peso note. She was also the first female president in the whole of Asia, so... By the way, why have I never heard about this woman? Thanks for nothing, all my history teachers. Anyway, Turkey has a woman on their currency, as well as Mexico, Argentina, New Zealand, Israel, Sweden, Australia, Norway, England, and even war-wrecked ISIS-invaded Syria has a woman on their currency. The US, on the other hand, has never had a female face on their currency. But who's surprised? Their current political situation has made it very clear that America has a long way to go in terms of equality. Canada already has Queen Elizabeth II on their $20 bill, but feminist Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his diverse squad has upped the ante. Now they're planning to put black activist Viola Desmond on the $10 bill. Their message is simple. They want to demonstrate broader themes of social justice and the struggle for rights and freedoms. Basically, you don't have to be a president slash world leader to change the world. That's something to think about. What you just heard was the Zora Orchestra, an ensemble of 35 Afghan women led by this week's femme, the 19-year-old Negin, or Negin, Kapalwak. This all-female Afghan orchestra is doing some really groundbreaking work, namely because it is the first all-female orchestra in the country's history, or history. Despite being shunned by her own family and receiving death threats, Negin Kapalwak's resilience shines through. The Zora Orchestra wants to transform the international perception of their country and raise awareness of women's rights. Kapalwak also told the Huffington Post, I will never accept defeat. I will continue to play music. I do not feel safe, but when people see me and say, that is Negin Kapalwak, that gives me energy. And here I am worrying about what Christmas presents I haven't yet bought. This week's Check It Out is a children's book for all the little queens out there. It's called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. This book is an enlightenment in history. It's a collection of stories about women who've believed that they could do every bit as much as anyone else. Not only is this the perfect gift for a little sister, a young female cousin, or your own one-day world-leading girl, the book will also definitely remind the bedtime story reader that anything is possible, even for the not-yet-commonly-accepted stronger sex. Okay guys, so this week's guest is a performance artist. She also has a degree in photography. She's a vegetarian, a feminist, and an all-around lovely human being. Her name is Liz Ord. 
Liz was born in Liguria, Italy, between the Italian mountains and the Mediterranean Sea. Geographically, that lies in the northwestern part of the country, in other words, at the top front of the boot. To check out her work, go to lizord.cargocollective.com or just Google Liz Ord and her website is the first thing that shows up. I really, really recommend you guys take a look at her videos before listening to the interview. They're so interesting and provocative and beautiful. In this week's episode, we talk about naked performances, what it's like to be a redhead in Italy, the social media spaceships that we all live in, and much more. So I hope you enjoy. You were born in Italy, right? Yeah. Uh, how long did you live there? I lived there for about 17 years. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, if you look at the boot, there's like the little mm. dip place where there's a port. Mm. Yes, it's right, right in the, in the uh, port. Uh, like uh, on the coast? Yeah, 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 in Liguria. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's quite the difference. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because whenever people talk to me here, they, they speak to me, because obviously I don't sound Italian in any way. Uh-huh. So they'll be speaking to me about like childhood programs or whatever, and I'll yeah. be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I've lived here now for about five years or something. So. You have such an amazing accent, though. I think it's like, because I went to an international school. And yeah. I don't know if you've met any other international school kids, but they are like super... Are you? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I feel like there's a certain vibe to it where you yeah. have very adaptable voices. So it's mm-hmm. like, I know if I move to different places, like I'll probably start adapting to your accent. Mm-hmm. Like throughout this conversation, I probably will do that. <laughs> Just like, there's like, I used to have like one of those mixed, international school kids accent yeah where it's like kind of american kind of like a bit australian mm-hmm. and like maybe a bit european right so both your parents are british yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they um they were missionaries so they went out there to like spread yeah. the word of god jack who was in the last episode he told me that your parents are both priests yeah yeah yeah, yeah they are we live in a christian commune at home so there's like a Jeez. few other families that oh, live there as that? well. It's it's actually very surprisingly nice. Like it's a place yeah. I used to visit a lot when I was a kid because you'd if you went out for training, that's mm-hmm. where you'd come back to to like live temporarily. Mm-hmm. So that's where we live now. I'm not a Christian, mm-hmm. um, and if you've seen any of my work, it's kind of yeah. Obviously, there's like quite a lot of nudity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they're all quite accepting of it. They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. You know, they come to it, they just maybe don't look at one or two of the images where I'll be like, that one at the end has my vagina in it quite clearly. So they'll be like, okay, really proud of you, but I'm not going to look at that one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like when Jack sent me a link to your uh, website, he was like, just... uh, I'm just giving you a warning. There might be some nude pictures of me in there. And I was like, okay, I... I'll just, if I see some man, body, I'll just try to look away. Like, <laughs> well, it's on the internet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt these like points in your like life where you feel like you're doing something that's like taking like a little step or like there's something like in your way and you're like doing something, but mm-hmm. it kind of feels good doing it. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first times um, I. Um, so I used to model for different shoots. The first time I took my clothes off for them, I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know, my family won't like this. And it's like, I used to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. So I had all of these like things in my head about it. And then once I started doing it, I was like, this feels like the most natural thing like in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then I started doing it for my work and I was just like, 
yeah, I don't know. I was like, I want more people to feel this way, or it's just, it's, it's not, it's not like a big deal. It's mm. just, it's just skin. And it's like whenever I do it, I remember like even at the gallery we showed at the Stanley Picker close to here, me mm. and um, Biffy Smith showed, um, and we'd done like a few pictures together where we'd take pictures of each other like performing for each other mm -hmm. and to begin with we'd just do that kind of like for fun or whatever but then a few people saw them and we ended up doing a show and it always was like a thing where people would be like okay this picture is like has quite a bit of vagina so we're gonna need to take it down yeah. if kids come in or whatever right. and I remember looking at it being like I don't know like it's just my friend like yeah. being in the way that we are around each other mm -hmm. it's not when and how did you get into performance art i'd started photographing myself a little bit doing different things and they were kind of performative mm -hmm. um but i was always doing it of other people as well so i was just like oh this is my main thing i photograph performance artists and stuff like that and i saw this one girl um called naz do a performance and she was just videoing it mm -hmm. and it was it was just such an amazing performance she did all of this thing where um people were throwing I think it was water balloons at her mm -hmm. um and it was just it was so intense because she was obviously having a really bad time in it they were like freezing water balloons and she was just sitting yeah. there like tied up i remember watching it and not really knowing what was going on mm -hmm. and um and then at the end of it i just went up to her and i was like that was amazing what were you doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. where can i find more of it mm -hmm. and um and she said that there was a woman that was running a performance workshop like a few weeks from then mm -hmm. and um i signed up for it and technically they shouldn't have let me do it because i was a photography student and it was for fine art because that's who tends to do performance but i just wrote mm -hmm. to dagmara which was the woman that ran it and she was like, yeah, of course you can come along. And um, that was, it was like, I know it sounds kind of ridiculous and slightly exaggerated, but, you know, if you can like pinpoint like little moments of time that like change the way you actually see things, it was amazing. Like, it you was like, something. yeah, yeah, it was like being taught to walk again. Yeah. But being able to do it and then being like, that was a performance. I'm curious about uh, what kind of thoughts go through your mind before, during, and after your performances? Um, I'd say it's, it's mostly terror. Like, really? Yeah, it's really frightening, I think. Um, the first time I did a public performance was at the end of that workshop. Um, so a woman called Dagma runs these workshops and she, like, she does an amazing job. Like, if I could tell anybody to do like anything I'd be like find Dagma and do her workshop because it doesn't matter mm. if you do performance or not it's like that was just it was just like a like a together experience kind of thing mm -hmm. and I know I think every time I kind of try to do something that's um difficult for me and I know this is this sounds like a little bit silly for it to be a difficult thing but I never used to leave the house without doing my entire face of makeup at that mm. point just because it just being like a thing it's like I I yeah. learned it from like a young age and it's like being a girl. Yeah. You do kind of get told to look a certain way and look kind of like pristine all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I never really left without it. And I always used to like put little gems all over my face because it's almost like uh, then when somebody met me, they had something to comment on. It's like I didn't have to be an interesting person if I looked interesting. Mm -hmm. So in that performance I didn't wear my makeup going into it and I remember I was standing there and I was like physically shaking before doing it and then since then I was like yeah you don't you don't have to wear this like that's really stupid but it, yeah. it just takes like little things like that to remind you of it 
Like, I don't feel like I have to wear makeup on my skin or stuff anymore. I'm just mm. like, you know what? Your skin is red. Like, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Everybody's yeah. is. Yeah, and I think for a lot of girls, that's kind of a huge step. I think for many girls, uh, at least, it's a huge step when you're dating someone and you and you can wear no makeup in yeah. front of them. Yeah. Which, yeah. which seems, like, so stupid, but it's, like, you so see stupid. so many, like, social media things being, like, oh, I hate it when girls fake it or, like, things like that, and you're just, like... I, I literally, I live in like a day-to-day world where it's like people will tell me how tired looking I am when when I don't wear my makeup or like things yeah. like that. And you're just like, everybody needs to like loosen up a little bit because, mm. you know, when you, when you tell somebody to be a certain way from a very young age, of course it's going to affect you. And it's just like, I swear it's like with every girl I know. And these are like super inspirational, like, very, like, you'd look at them and you'd be like, you're not insecure, kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. taken them a while to manage to not be that, like, pristine person, and you're just like, yeah, it's, it takes everyone a while because they tell us to be. So. Mm. Do you feel vulnerable being naked in front of so many people? Um, I think it, it depends on what performance it is. Sometimes I feel totally fine. I think it's the same difference as, um, you know, when you wake up and like you'll put like um like a revealing outfit on. Sometimes you feel like you can like walk out and be mm-hmm. like, I own this. And then yeah. other times you're just like, I feel horrifically shy. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to walk outside and deal with this today. So I think yeah. it depends on what day. It is. I think my last performance that we did, mm. um, that one felt very vulnerable. I think just because I had like a few more technical elements, so I had like a projector and I had a microphone, I had a boombox and stuff. So I was going to be doing things that involved more material than I normally do because I normally mm-hmm. just do almost like mm-hmm. um like a physical reaction mm-hmm. to something so it's mm-hmm. just like me experiencing something but I know I had to keep a few things in mind so when I walked mm-hmm. out I felt naked instead of just yeah. being naked right. hey guys Jules here just wanted to jump in quickly and say that at this point in the interview the battery on our recorder ran out without us noticing so Basically, we got into talking about social media and what a bizarre and lonely thing it can be. We compared it to being inside our own individual spaceships. And here's the rest of that. It is kind of like that, like being out in space and just, just uh, being able to trying to connect yeah. via, you know, like small bleeps. And you just kind of hope that people grab onto what you've sent out. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I'll get to send like a, a few little things. And then you're just like, maybe I won't feel so alone after mm. I've sent out those few little things. But it's weird though, because I feel I, I've had an unhealthy relationship with social media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, re- social media and I go a long way back. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, way back. Yeah. And we've had our ups and, and our serious downs. Yeah. <laughs> like we had our troubles, but um no, I I I had some years where I was like, I have to quit Facebook. Like it's yeah, just yeah, no. so... I've thought that this year to be mm. honest. I think it more with Facebook. I mm. I have a very serious, like weird relationship with Instagram where I'm just like because I use it for my work. Um, yeah, and I don't use it for anything else. Mm-hmm. But my, I know my work tends to become a lot of my life 
at different yeah. times where it becomes all that matters and mm. I'm just like anything to do with my work anything to do with like the promotion or the advertising or anything to do with it is like more important than anything including your health so yeah. like you know it, it becomes this like almost game where you're just like like with what we were saying about like winning at social media yeah, yeah. you want to win at the prize of people liking your stuff yeah so you're just like you know what I'll I'll set up a system and I'll like post all of these different things and you're just like this is ridiculous because every time you post something it's like anxiety and anxiety and then you're just like you shouldn't feel this way (laughs) because you don't feel this way at you know performances or you don't feel this way at exhibitions Mm. or things like that because you immediately get to speak to somebody and have a face-to-face yeah kind of reaction which is what humans want from things you're just like hey look I've made something and Mm. somebody can be like oh this is my opinion on that Exactly, and when people are in the room with you and they're reacting, they're they've come to see you and see your performance, and there's not like a major like negative reaction yeah, or anything. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is no, well. Nobody just stands there in complete silence. Yeah, and nobody cute and then keeps on walking, and you're like, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nobody shouts like whore or bitch. Yeah, yeah or exactly. <laughs> kill yourself or stuff like yeah. that. Because they do that on the internet, yeah, don't they? I've had some quite weird reactions to different works. Like, there's been the odd violent threat, and that's that's kind of weird, because I'm just like, I, I don't even feel like I've done anything majorly intense to do that, you know, mm. where you're just like, oh, mm. what about all the other people that do really opinionated stuff? <laughs> what, are, yeah. what are you saying to them? Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just... I'm just chilling over here naked. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone who's on YouTube, um, you're on Vimeo or Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're on Vimeo. On Vimeo people are a lot better because I think yeah. it's more geared towards artwork. I think so, so as well, yeah. And I that's the reason I put it up there because I because it's like from my Vimeo's um Vimeo videos I've gotten more um replies from artists. Yeah. Than I have which which is what I, I want. Right, so exactly. So that's just like, that's exactly I've gotten the most want. replies from people that want to collaborate or want to, you know, um, or want to make comments about my actual work rather mm. than other things. So I think mm. if you were to make work and put it somewhere, Vimeo is, is mm. probably a more like a, mm. a place where people actually look at it as work. Vimeo is a bit more serious, a bit more like professional. Yeah. So what kind of people are the are like the people that you want to re- reach out to that you think like that's the kind of person I want seeing my stuff. I I mean ideally like in a in a very idealistic sense mm-hmm. um I would like for it to be like young people like how I was if you know what I mean like mm-hmm. when you're just starting to make work and you find something that kind of makes you think that what you're doing might make sense. Because mm-hmm. um, I know when when I first started making work and first seeing a few of the kind of you know more like women's performances where I was just like oh you know she wants to do things like like I want to do things or you know mm. you want to express things in the way that I kind of get I don't have you ever seen an artist called Rang Hang? Mm-mm. No. 
I remember seeing his stuff and just thinking it was the same thing as I was saying with oh we were raised in completely different places but yeah. I feel like we have similar opinions on things yeah where I saw his stuff and I just thought you were raised in China where it's illegal to put images of naked people up in a gallery yeah um, and several of his gallery shows were shut down but his imagery, you know, I looked at and his poetry, which I, you know, crudely Google translated, mm. I would always read and I'd be like, I feel like I get you. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I would like it to be in the same way that I looked at that. Mm. I'd like it just for it to be people that get me. Yeah. And um, ideally for it to be people that wanted to make performance work as well and just to write to me and just say, I, I want to do this. Mm. You know, like... Or to come along to a workshop or just like anything. I I just really um, would like the idea to collaborate with as many people as possible, even in just like tiny, tiny ways. Mm. But, you know, like every collaboration I've had has been like really major in terms of works. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just nice to work with other people, I think. Yeah. I think that's the thing where, you know, when people talk about the idea of it being very... Um, you centric or like mm. you know work being egotistical mm. with the amount of people that you end up working with and all mm. it's impossible to work alone yeah because you know the, the whole idea of it is that you kind of have to stick together because it's such a difficult thing to succeed in yeah but you know the more people you end up working with it's just like oh it's not just not just me here mm. Mm. so ideally it's just people like me yeah, people who are interested in art, people who would like to do performance art, and who... Yeah, just, like, anything like it, really, because it's, like, like, obviously, I've worked with Jack, who's a mm. um, film filmmaker, yeah. and he and he makes most of my films, yeah. Um, yeah. and, you know, you end up working with all sorts of people, I mm. would love to work with more people, like, I was mm. in, somebody that wrote me an email was, he, he was an organ player? Mm-hmm. And he just said he would want to collaborate and make an organ piece and mm-hmm. I would perform to it. Or like even mm-hmm. various sound people have said that kind of thing, being mm-hmm. I would like to do sound pieces for a performance kind of thing. And you're just like, mm-hmm. actually, there's things more than I can imagine that you could collaborate on. Yeah, that's, just, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just like, it's... And the thing is, he was in America and he was just like, yeah, I mean, I'll... I'll I'll end up coming to Europe at some point and you're just like <laughs> I mean there's people all over the place yeah. that want to do things yeah. you're just like yeah so do I <laughs> what did Jack ask as a question? oh shit yeah um, Jack asked he was like oh <laughs> should I play it maybe oh my goodness you have a voice it's pretty funny uh, let's see <laughs> if that'll work Hmm? My accent's already all more American, so ah. speaking to <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember what it was. So yeah. he told me to ask you, what did you do to end up with such an amazing guy? I had this crazy night. I completely passed out. And then I woke up in the morning and he, he just wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't <laughs> I yeah. found a gallery exhibition that had an image of uh, of my vagina in it. I think he was too afraid to speak to me then, but later on in the night, we were drinking, and then it continued from there. 
So he was at one of your shows. Yeah, he was at my first show, actually. <laughs> and he saw... <laughs> I'm standing in front of an image of my vagina. And his friends started talking to me really animatedly. And yeah. then he was standing behind her. And he was like, oh, can I get you a drink? And I was like, I've provided all of the drinks. It's my expedition. <laughs> And then my best friend seriously hated on him for the rest of the night. <laughs> she was just like, I don't trust this guy, it's really weird. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm gonna walk you all of you guys home and make sure nothing weird happens. Oh no. And uh, yeah, no. But they're really good friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, okay. That's yes. cool. That's fun. Bizarre story. Mm-hmm. Actually he actually told uh, Daniel and I about um, my parents came to visit us. So Daniel was like, yeah, my in-laws are coming, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, first time I met my in-laws, they saw a picture of me na- naked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. It genuinely was my yeah. nano walked up to him because there was all of the spread on the wall and a lot yeah. of it was him, like, yeah. full-on naked. Like, mm. you, you could see absolutely everything. <laughs> and my nana walked up to him and he just went, oh, it's so nice to finally see your face. <laughs> We were all standing there like, thanks, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think was that like a joke? It was a joke. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Yeah. So she's completely fine with it. I think she's... she, out of everybody, is the most fine with it. Like, yeah. When I did my first exhibition, we were told to take a few of the images down because there was a school down the road from the gallery, mm-hmm. so ki- kids could end up just walking in because mm. obviously it's a gallery. You don't have to have an ID for it. Mm. Um, and so we put some of them upstairs, but she came on the second day, and she was just like, okay, can you show me the images that were taken down? Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, they're upstairs, I'll, I'll show them to you. She walked upstairs, and she had a look at them, and she was like, I thought they would be way worse than this. I mean, it's about time people started showing vaginas like they were ordinary things. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. yeah. I think once you get, like, once you get old, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, because she, she worked at a hospital all of her life, so she was used to seeing vaginas, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I I wrote my dissertation about vaginas, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, she helped me out quite a lot on it. The other day when we were at a quiz, uh... You molded a vagina! Yeah! <laughs> you are person! Yeah, that's me, so uh, we were like, uh, we were supposed to carve out a pumpkin, but pumpkins are expensive, so they bought lots of potatoes. Yeah. And so we were supposed to carve out a potato. A potato. And I was like, let's carve out a, a vagina. vagina on a potato. Yeah, That's because amazing. I mean, like, no one does that. Yeah, like, yeah. guys make penises out of on everything, things. and we have to had to line them up on the bar, yeah. like on the counter. And and people were like walking up, and there were a lot of very creative and very like cool Design. designs yeah. and stuff. But I was kind of proud because people were either like shocked and horrified, or or like, or like um, that's so cool, or yeah. like laughing hysterically, like oh my god, who would do that? There were so many like reactions. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah, that's the thing. And so I was like, even with the guys who were like just laughing at it, it, kind of like mocking it, I just went up to them and I was like, hey, I made that. <laughs> and they were like, uh. Yeah, I think that's the thing where it's just like, 
like, I remember when I did my degree <laughs> show and um, and you could see my show from the window of uh, of the smoking area. Mm-hmm. So if you were standing in the smoking area, you could see into my images and obviously they were, they were all quite naked and pretty explicit and mm-hmm. um, in, in the words of my tutor, re- resembling re- revenge porn. <laughs> but, <laughs> but and you could see people turn around the corner and have a look at them. Mm. And it was it was so funny to see people turn around and have a first reaction at them because you'd yeah. see all of these people turn around and kinda like gasp at them or be like, yeah. Oh kind of thing. And then, yeah. you know, like you'd see every now and again like I saw this one old lady um, yeah. turn around the corner, and you you know you expect kind of from them to be like, oh, this is horrific. Yeah. And she kind of looked at it, and she just kind of like smirked a little bit, and I yeah. was like, you gotta be my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what's surprising in a way because you expect the old ladies to be like yeah, horrifying, but... but they've been through life, and they they're yeah, like they, they've seen their fair share of vaginas. I think it's weird because a lot of the because um, I I looked up different like nudist kind of resorts or whatever things like mm-hmm. that. I was just like, oh yeah, I'd really like to go to something like that. Mm-hmm. They always end up being quite sexualized. You know, like, they'll mm-hmm. have like a sex shop on the premises or whatever, and yeah. you're just like, I don't want that. No, I just want to be naked. Yeah, that's good. Not the point. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to buy kinky stuff. Okay. <laughs> no. Or it's just like like I was researching like self sustainable communities. It always sense to be like older people, and I'm just like, mm. I want young people to be, you know, like comfortable with being naked and being like yeah. sustainable. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just all I want. Yeah, let's be just uh, a bit more naked and sustainable yeah. before we get old. Okay, cool. That's the moral of this podcast. Yeah, let's be naked and sustainable. <laughs> yeah, naked and sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> Slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, I think we're done. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. For having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here.